into residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. The Doobie Brothers are celebrating 50 years of creating some of the most memorable music the world has ever heard. And they are coming to Australia to not only do Blues Fest, but a handful of other dates all around the country. And I am stoked to be talking right now to Michael McDonald from the Doobie Brothers. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm very, very well. Are you excited to be heading back to Australia? Very much, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we we were really looking. We were hoping that we would be able to uh, somehow make that happen. Um, and we've been talking about it ever since we started this 50th tour, you know. Uh, and we we also had a tour booked in uh, Europe, but it didn't work out financially. So we're we're all the more grateful we were still able to uh, come over and do these dates in uh, in Australia and Japan. Fantastic. Have you? How many times do you think you've been here before? I, I think I counted once five times right. you know, between so, the Doobies and my band. Yeah. You know? Right. So I mean, it must be uh, amazing the reception you get here because obviously you tour uh, the Northern Hemisphere. You would have toured there much more frequently. Uh, so when you come to Australia, like there's people who've only seen you a handful of times, and I, I do you feel that excitement from the crowd? Oh yeah, very much so. And you know, it's just such a beautiful destination for us too to to be able to see the, the southern hemisphere and and get down to uh, Australia. Uh you know, I always think that you know, uh geographically or, or um just the scenery it's like uh it reminds me so much of America but it's almost on steroids. It's like, you know, <laughs> you're uh, you know, it just seems that uh, you know, the places that remind me of northern California or 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 that much more dramatic and and uh, and beautiful and of course seeing a herd of uh, kangaroo running across an open meadow <laughs> is not something you see every day in the U.S. <laughs> no doubt. I actually uh, just on a, a bit of an aside, I played uh, golf with Neil Giraldo in New Zealand. Uh, very recently and yeah. the mountains there there's so much like montana and wyoming it's a, it's amazing how the the landscape kind of uh, can be so so similar so far away it, it does you know even like the uh, the the towns up on the uh, the the northeastern coast of australia mm-hmm. you know as you go north uh it's kind of like the the southern half of california <laughs> remind me so much of southern california in in, in their in the feel and the in the you know the vibe of of the place it's uh it's it's so much uh, it's almost like a mirror image of the US but like i say uh you know uh for us it seems all the more beautiful because it's kind of uh it's not something we see every day you know yeah sure now let's go back 50 years do, do you do you pinch yourself that you've been able to be in uh, such a successful position for 50 years in the music business yeah, I don't think any of us thought we'd still be doing this at our age, you know. Um, and, and in fact, um, uh, probably in the last uh, 15 or so years, maybe 20 years, uh, every time I've taken this, you know, especially taken the stage with guys that I played with in my 20s and 30s, <laughs> uh, early 30s, I it's not lost on me that what are the chances that we'd all be walking up on a stage together still playing this music? All these years later, it's uh, it, it's no less remarkable to me than than anyone, and uh, and I I'm so grateful for it because uh, first of all, I don't know what I'd be doing with myself at this age. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it probably wouldn't be good, uh, but uh, I you know it's just we're so privileged to be able to take the stage together 
all these years later and play the same music we've been playing, like I said, since we were in our 20s, you know. And uh, it must have been a magical time for music creation back in those days. I mean, there wasn't really any uh, rule book as far as um, as far as bands writing their own music, because obviously prior to that, um, artists sang a lot of uh, you know music that was written for them by you know um, factory songwriter type thing. Um, but mm-hmm. you guys, uh, and, and especially you, I was just looking at the, the amount of songs you've written. <laughs> it's in the thousands. Um, it, but it, it, there must have been you know that kind of no rules let's do you know let's let's make the music we want to make yeah it, it was a bit of that i mean you know for us to be honest with you dave it was like uh we thought it had all been done you know and we were very conscious to you know to not just you know rehash something that had been done and and a lot of times uh consciously we weren't aware that we were doing anything different really right. you know uh, uh i remember some of the tracks we cut uh, for like uh, taking it to the streets minute by minute. Um, we came in with demos that we had made at home, you know, and stuff. And, and they had a certain charm, you know, albeit, uh, but uh, they were very raw, very bare. You know, I mean, they just was like a little cork drum machine and a keyboard that was, you know, some terrible sounding little <laughs> cheap keyboard I had at home. And, uh, you know, it was really Ted Templeman who I had credit with. You know, I go, you know, I can't wait to get drums and bass and, and a nice Rhodes on this. And he goes, no, we're not doing that. He goes, this this has a vibe, you know, and talking about keeps you running, you know. And right, he said, yeah. uh, in fact, we got to find a keyboard that sounds as terrible as the one you <laughs> use. And uh, so we did. We went out and shopped till we found this uh, really cheap little uh, keyboard that, had that that awful sound that we used on the record. No. Fantastic. And look, I was I was watching uh some footage of you guys only last year from the forum and there's just a real freshness and energy with the songs that, that has stood the test of time. It's and as you're saying, you probably you don't think about that stuff early on, but just the 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 way it was coming off stage, it was it it, it didn't feel like it was dated in any way shape or form. Oh well, thank you. I, that's uh, that. I know the, uh, the other guys would love to hear that too. And and I have to credit those guys. They've been going at it straight for you know. Uh, I remember hearing them in Nashville, right before I joined up with them again, and um, I went down to hear them play there. I, I think I was in town or living there at the time, and you know, I remember thinking they've never sounded better. You know, wow. uh, Tommy was sounding in great form, Pat too, and uh, the drums and the bass and, and the, the arrangements they'd come up with. I think at the time they were doing the Captain and Me album in pretty much in the same sequence as the record, and they were doing it live. And it just it just all worked so well, and they just sounded like they had all the energy in the world. And it, it really, I felt the same way. I felt, man, it's kind of, you know, this is really coming across that these guys are never, never sounded better, you know? And so that made me all the more excited about, because we were already talking about doing the 50th anniversary tour, you know? Uh, so uh, I looked forward to it from that point on uh, more than I even had, you know? And uh, 
So I, you know, I had to I had to do a lot of woodshedding to learn the new arrangements. <laughs> but it, 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 it was it was good for me, you know, to use my brain. <laughs> and, and of course, um, I mean, we, the, comes come you come from a time where there was that real pride in um, craft, stagecraft and musicianship, especially. Um, it seems like it might have fallen by the wayside for a lot of young uh, uh, acts and artists these days. Yeah, well, you know, I think in in the seventies, uh, rock music was starting to experiment more uh, in, with chord progressions, and, and you know, it it, it might have gotten a little too sophisticated for <laughs> some tastes, you know. And I think, uh, especially that next decade of younger generation, were like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't rock and roll, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> we. You know, rock and roll is you know raw and and uh, you know unapologetic. You know, uh, you know, but you know, I mean, I th- you know, I look back now and I think about some of the records that we got that were huge. The, the, you know, the the big acts in the seventies were James Taylor. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, groups like that, and uh, you know, uh, everything James put out, Steely Dan. You know, very you know, kind of sophisticated. A production you know for for bands in in a pop genre like that uh and there was a certain backlash to that you know in the 80s you know and uh and that's okay because i think that's just the way things go the pendulum swings you know so sure. uh, and now uh you know i think it's come back around to where now you're hearing a lot of young acts who you know almost verge on uh jazz rock again right. you know it's almost like where fusion left off some of these younger acts are picking up and and it's no longer thought of as fusion it's thought of as contemporary music you know sure sure now we are very excited you're coming to blues fest it's a an absolute um well it's an iconic uh show in australia it's been built up brilliantly by peter noble over the years uh plenty of uh last year it was mostly australian acts and uh this year we've got we've got their eric gales band is coming over here we've got uh so many uh international acts that are coming back have you found that you've been able to you know whether it be with the doobies or your own stuff that you've been able to branch out more in the last couple of or year or so to get back to normal yeah uh well i've been pretty much concentrating my efforts with the doobies you know uh but uh, yeah, it's it's good to for all of us, you know, uh, as the Doobies or or uh, a lot of the other groups we know. Everybody seems to be getting back to work uh, on in the live forum, you know. And uh, I, I I think a lot of us wondered if that would even ever happen again, you know. Uh, yeah. Because given what we were dealing with, the idea of you know thousands of people standing close to each other in yeah. one venue seemed a little remote for a while there, you know. And I, I have to say, you must be uh, one of the nice guys in the music industry because it seems like you've been up, well, with the doobies, you, it's not like you've had to stay in the band to maintain the friendship uh, and the, the, the comradeship with the with the guys in the band and uh, the excitement that came when you said you were getting on board for this 50th anniversary was uh, pretty palpable. Yeah, I know we, we've all remained good friends over the years, uh, even some of the guys who aren't with the band today. I just talked to Tyran literally this week, uh, uh-huh. and uh, we, we've been, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, uh, texting each other, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, he's uh, he's been doing great. Uh, he's been building bases and playing around. Uh, you know, Ty just didn't want to travel as much anymore, you know, and when he left the band. So it wasn't really any hard feelings. It was right. just... 
you know, enough. This is enough for me. I, I this is where I get off, you know. And uh, so we all kind of stay in touch. And uh, uh, Jeff Baxter, I literally talked to him yesterday. And you know, so we've always kind of some for some reason or another stayed in touch. And uh, and I, I I appreciate that, especially the older I get, we all get. Uh, I think the more grateful we are to uh, still, you know, kind of be in contact with each other, you know. Awesome, Michael. Well, I, uh, my, I sing with a band called The Angels, and we will be performing at uh, the Blues Fest as well. So I'll be coming along to see the Doobie Brothers for the first time in my life, although I've listened to you thousands of times, to be able to see the band live will be a real treat. So, Michael, thank you so much for your time. We cannot wait to have you out in Australia. And, of course, you're not just doing Blues Fest uh, um, at Byron Bay. You're doing Blues Fest in Perth, the State Theatre Sydney, and Blues Fest Melbourne and Byron Bay. So it'll be a treat. Anyone who's out there listening, make sure you get your tickets to see this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, 50 years of the Doobie Brothers. Thank you so much, Michael, for your time. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. And they'll be playing all the hits. Jesus is just all right. Reeling in the ears. Rock me a little while. What a fool believes. It is going to be a bumper-packed show, and you can get all the details for tickets at Triple M. For all the latest rock news, interviews, and backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.